This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Ritu Singh, Senior Vice President and System Chief Medical Officer at St. Francis Health System. Dr. Singh, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. I know there's a lot happening in healthcare and certainly um, a lot from the clinical perspective that I'm excited to hear more about what you're doing at St. Francis. But before we dive into the broader discussion, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Uh, absolutely. So Ritu Singh, Chief Medical Officer for the health system in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are the largest health system in northeastern Oklahoma, locally founded, governed, and operated. And we have over 10,000 employees, five acute, acute care hospitals, multiple ambulatory settings. I'm an internist by training. I've been in this role for close to 18 months now. Uh, my background, I was Chief Medical Information Officer uh, before and uh, led clinical documentation integrity, uh, some of the other initiatives with a larger health system. I am an immigrant. I'm a first-generation immigrant born and raised in India, and I've been in U.S. for 18 years. Got it. That's great to hear. And definitely, um, you know, uh, awesome that you've had such great experiences um, to bring into your current role at St. Francis. Now, could you tell me about your most successful project or initiative from the last year? What issues were you trying to solve and what drove success? Sure. So, Laura, it's really hard to pinpoint to one project, but, you know, post-COVID world, as things are rapidly changing, one of our top priorities is to establish a comprehensive clinical strategy for the next one to three years. And at the core of that strategy, you know, first is stabilizing our workforce to really brainstorm and think of ways how we can proactively engage our physicians, not only recruiting, but how do we grow them with us to retain and to be better leaders, empower them at bedside to make better clinical decisions and really uh, investing in that physician leadership. We are partnering with our local teaching institutions, uh, Oklahoma State University, Oklahoma University, to bring in learners and grow our own as we work towards what's the future of workforce for us. And you know, second focus of the clinical strategy is our path moving forward, not only in terms of clinical quality, but really from operations and from being uh, you know, good financial stewards of our resources. What does the success look like for each service line? Whether it's a destination metric, you know, center of excellence or really creating access. In Oklahoma, we have rural hospitals that we struggle in providing access and we know our community needs it. So what is that path moving forward for service lines? And, you know, third in that comprehensive clinical strategy is population health initiatives. How do we ensure we provide the right care in the right setting? And, you know, putting emphasis on preventative care and, ensuring we provide care to our patients across the continuum, you know, collaborating with our primary care physicians, 
hospital medicine physicians really looking at ways to improve the throughput and then expanding on our post-acute presence and ensuring that we wrap our patients with the care they need, no matter what setting uh, they come to us in. And, and it's a comprehensive approach. So that's sort of high level of what uh, we've been working on uh, for the last one year. And it's a continuous journey. You know, it's, it's what we are focusing on for next two to three years. And there are several moving parts to it, lots of tactics and initiatives underneath. And, um, you know, we are just glad to be blessed with an organization that's locally founded and governed that we can take decisions and turn them around really quickly. Our CEO, Dr. Cliff Robertson, is a physician, and I think there is there is something to be said about when there's a clinician running the health system. You know, we have that comprehensive approach to our leadership and our decisions. So, pretty excited about that. That's fantastic to hear. And certainly, when you look at that movement towards more population health and connecting, partnering with community organizations, and figuring out how you can better serve patients and create access to care, it seems like there's a lot of opportunities there. But it's certainly not easy to make those connections and then you know develop a team that's really strong there. I know the clinical workforce has changed a lot in the last few years. Could you talk about some of the challenges that you're still facing and how you see that workforce evolving, especially given some of the things? that you're just mentioning in thinking through population health um, and really treating patients in a more specific and personalized way. Absolutely, Laura. So, you know, healthcare has changed so rapidly post-COVID. There is clearly workplace a workforce shortage and burnout. There's tremendous stress on the existing resources. And, and you know, there's just so much people we have with us can do. So we really need to look at strategies to address the burnout and, and prioritize the employee well-being. And as we do that, it's super critical to address the accelerated technological advancement that we have. You know, how do we ensure that we use technology to expand the role of the workforce we have, uh, whether it's APPs or physicians, provide tele and virtual services. And, and then as we continue to do that, how can we provide more preventative services from population health perspective? And you know, 20%, I, I believe personally, 20% of, of a patient's healthcare happens with health systems. 80% of the care is really in the community, at their homes, with their families and people around. How do we make sure that we improve the health literacy and provide them with the resources and do that extra work that needs to be done in the community. You know, whether it's through community health workers, having um, health fairs, uh, going to schools, uh, partnering with, uh, you know, different uh, uh, organizations within the community. And, and that's been at the forefront for us. And you know, how do we make sure we do that extra that's needed once these patients leave our hospitals and our primary care offices and whatever setting we encounter them in? And, and as we look through all of that, you know, um, AI is the buzzword in healthcare today. We need to know, ensure that we educate our clinicians and we provide them the training and resource they need to be successful with the technology. We have five generations in healthcare and you know, you know, we need to meet people wherever they are in their uh, technology journey and their adoption of that technology. So 
Um, lots of challenges. I'm sure we are not unique, but uh, I'm excited uh, for the work we are doing. That's fantastic to hear. And certainly great to know that the workforce is evolving and growing in a way that's going to be meaningful for the community and patients. Now, finally, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering if you could share your best advice for aspiring, aspiring physician and nurse leaders. Uh, what really do you see as being important for them as they're building and growing their career right now? Wow, it's, it's hard to get one, um, but if I could just think of a couple, I think first would be never stop learning and seeking knowledge. I think it's so important for us as clinical leaders to be connected with what's happening at bedside and what's the latest and greatest in healthcare. And you know, as a leader, collaborate with your team, with your peers, people who, your nurses, your RTs, your other ancillary staff, and intentionally grow your team to be a diverse team. There is this power to the decisions you make when your team is diverse. And you know, as, as leaders, it's not just managing tasks and responsibilities, it's our responsibility. We inspire and motivate others to, to be in healthcare. And I think today, uh, in my humble opinion, we are not doing the greatest job of recruiting people in healthcare. That's so interesting to hear and, and definitely um, just a fascinating challenge, but also a huge opportunity to do better. You know, when you look at um, that recruiting people into healthcare and, and making it an attractive profession, um, certainly to, to make sure you've got all the patient care needs filled. Is there anything that you're doing at St. Francis to, um, you know, recruit more or or really reflect some of those efforts in how rewarding a career in healthcare could be? Sure. So, you know, we are actively engaged in our diversity, equity, and uh, DEI initiatives and um, several branches under that initiative. But one of the things is we are actively educating our frontline to all the way to our senior leadership on, you know, what does uh, diversity in healthcare look like? And we need to have a diverse workforce for someone from outside to really want to come engage with us. And, and when we have that diverse workforce, we provide better patient care. And you know our patients feel more connected with us. We are going in, uh, into several schools. We are partnering with uh, several local nursing schools uh, to to help educate open our facilities for their learning so we are able to eventually uh, hopefully retain them same with uh, physician training you know opening our grounds for students and residents and fellows um, to really have them see our culture from the point they really stepped into healthcare and and hopefully champion it for them be uh, good leaders that they can follow and inspire them to actually have a career long-term. Amazing. Dr. Singh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This is a really fun and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you, Laura. Thanks a lot. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. 
It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.